This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. It's Election Tuesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. The time has finally come. The polls have been open for a couple hours now in Chicago. And if you haven't made your appearance at a voting station yet, this is your moment. Candidates for Chicago mayor are most definitely stepping out today. They're making their final pitches to voters on several campaign stops before the polls close. And that's tonight at 7 o'clock, by the way. My colleague Mariah Wolfel has been reporting on these 34 long days since the first round of the election when Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis originally soared to the top of the list of nine candidates. She says that in these last few days campaigning, Johnson reiterated his message of, quote, investing in people. He was talking to residents at a senior home on the west side. I believe in investing in our seniors. I also believe in investing in our young people. Meanwhile, Vallis reminded voters at an upscale grocery store in Old Town that he is a pro-business candidate. People are looking for financial certainty right now. Polls have consistently shown a very tight race between Vallis and Johnson. And the Sun-Times interviewed one pollster who said that if the tallies end up being this close as well, up to 100,000 votes might not be counted by the time we go to bed tonight. So we may not know the result for a few days. Now, if you're one of the folks who requested a vote by mail ballot, but you haven't received it yet, the Chicago Election Board is suggesting that you go ahead and vote in person if you're able. The board said it was a tight turnaround to get the ballots out this election season, plus a lot more people asked for vote by mail ballots. And one last thing here, if you're still on the fence or you just want to get a little more nuanced information on the candidates this election day, I talked to Mariah and our colleague Tessa Weinberg last week about the backstories they uncovered on Johnson and Vallis. The episode is called Taking a Look at What Shaped Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis. You can listen to it wherever podcasts are available or at WBEZ.org. One of the issues getting extra big attention during this election has been crime and public safety. Now, I'm careful when I talk about crime on the show because it's complicated and it isn't always properly contextualized. Yet and still, it's something that everybody's talking about. So with that in mind, I do have a few interesting nuggets to bring forth. My colleagues at the Sun-Times are reporting that some of folks' concerns about crime are definitely warranted. Chicago has seen a 45% increase in crime so far in 2023 compared to the same point last year. And that's in a few categories, criminal sexual assault, robbery, aggravated battery, auto theft, and burglary, to name a few. But what are considered the most serious crimes, murders, non-fatal shootings, have actually fallen this year compared to 2022 and compared to those historically big numbers in 2021. Also, since the pandemic began, carjacking basically tripled in Chicago between 2019 and 2021. But my colleague Chip Mitchell is reporting that instances of carjackings are now going down as well. The mayor's office pulled some numbers from the Chicago Police Department, and they're showing that during the first quarter of the year, which ended Friday, 
the city had 369 hijackings of vehicles. That's down nearly 27% from the first quarter of last year. Now, CPD rarely solves carjackings, but there have been roughly 67 people arrested for the crime this year, and most of them have been under the age of 18. Also, CPD is about to get a $1.4 million state grant to expand investigations into all vehicle theft. And now for a few quick hits. Chicago State University students demonstrated alongside their professors yesterday on campus. It was the first day of a faculty strike over demands for more pay and smaller workloads. Chicago State administrators say they acknowledge the faculty's needs, but they're also dealing with financial constraints. And an update on the ComEd bribery trial. Now to jog your memory, ComEd is accused of bribing Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan with no work contracts and jobs for Madigan Associates. So yesterday in court, prosecutors played several new wiretaps. And in one of them, people on the jury heard two of the defendants talking about whether ComEd's new CEO would be okay with the contracts they'd been giving out, which went to Madigan's allies. One of the defendants, former ComEd lobbyist Michael McClain, said on the wiretap, quote, we had to hire these guys because Mike Madigan came to us. That's how simple it is, end quote. And a little reminder about your car. Street sweeping season kicked off yesterday, so keep that in mind and avoid those tickets. And now for the weather. It's cloudy with temperatures in the mid-40s this morning, going all the way up to the mid-60s by tonight. As for this afternoon, though, rain, thunder, and lightning, oh my, that's going to continue into the evening, so gear up or stay home. And that's it for The Rundown today. Thank you for listening. I'm Erin Allen, and I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow morning.